in the morning when you need the news that matters most. They can kiss my f***ing ass right downtown and print it. You need the front page. All these mother editorials. On the press box. They're really, really behind you around here. My f***ing ass. With Graney and Bischoff. Rip them mother Rip them suckers like the f***ing players. Las Vegas will host the 2028 Final Four at Allegiant Stadium. Um, I was a little surprised. They gave out the Final Four all the way through 2030. They they allow you to prepare. (laughs) Jeez. I was like, do we really need that much time? We're not even the last one they gave out. There's two more after us. How far has Las Vegas come with their dealings with the NCAA? Jared will remember this. Uh, What happened to the NCAA and and everything with Tark, and now they're hosting a Final Four. (laughs) They're hosting the pinnacle of college basketball. They literally tried to sue the coach, so the school and the coach sued the NCAA. Exactly. And now they're coming. Uh, we're getting the Sweet 16 this year. Right. And at, we get to, exactly, I forgot about the yeah. Sweet 16 this year. At T-Mobile Arena and then the Final Four in 2028. Um, I'm curious to see what Allegiant Stadium, how it does for basketball. Uh, there has not been a basketball game in there, right? We haven't, we no. haven't done that. Uh, I think one of the dumbest things in college basketball is that they take the three biggest games of the entire season and plop them into a football arena every single year. And what's a talking point every single year? Oh, the sight lines. Sight lines. There's so much depth behind it. It's one of the dumbest things that happens. It's the only sport where it's like, all right, you've spent the entire season playing in a basketball gym. Now for the biggest games of the year, we're moving you to a completely different type of arena or stadium that you have to play in. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. The atmosphere there, I've been to a ton of them, is amazing. I covered one at Cowboy Stadium, which is enormous. One at RNC in Houston, maybe two there. Um... I agree with you. The atmosphere is amazing. Right. It's just ridiculously. I think it's, and I think you'll agree. You might go World Cup, but I still think it's the best sporting event. Um, but you're right. I mean, that's all. And and that, uh, you, they're asked those questions like the first day they get there about oh, the sight every, lines and the depth, yeah. and that's all they're asked about. Um, would you sit in one of the upper deck seats? I don't know. If I would, I think even I, I think I even would. if I got free tickets, I'd stay at home rather yeah. than sit in the upper deck. It's, even it's if basketball. you're because you're you're yeah. literally watching it on the screen, right? Is it my kid playing? Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, for kids playing, <laughs> you, get you can better get seats. closer seats. <laughs> hey, we're trying to make money. This is Vegas, man. <laughs> what did you sell your family seats and has decided to sit up top? No, I'm saying that. No, you. Every member of like the Final Four team's family, they're they got to go up there. We're trying to make some money oh, back in, on it. You're in charge of the tickets. I'm making yeah. money back on an eight hundred yeah, yeah. million dollar investment. I've done that uh, <laughs> at a couple Final Fours. Walked to the top, and I don't think I would do that. Yeah, I, I just I, would, I don't. I yeah, I don't. Home. Not just not just to be there. You're just like, is that Coach K, or is that just a dark spot? I can't yeah. see. It's just that, such that, a small playing field. Like yeah. football and soccer and baseball, the playing field's massive. But in basketball, it's so small. I don't know. I don't I don't I did just sit in the upper deck for a World Series game. So maybe I would if it was like, oh, I love this team and followed every game, but I don't know. I feel like it'd just be a better experience. Sitting at home with the huge screen. Probably. Yeah. Probably. He's I mean, he's his um, you know, I've I I've mentioned <laughs> Aaron Judge is expected to meet with the Giants, according to John Morosi. 
He's in San Francisco. There was that fun video from the airport where he said he was meeting. Uh, he's back in town for his family. I believe his wife is from somewhere in the Bay Area. So obviously it makes sense that Aaron Judge would be flying uh-huh. back to where his family or his uh, wife's family is. But how are you going to feel if Aaron Judge ends up as a San Francisco Giant? I'm going to hate it. It's you know that. Fun. It's going to be fun. You could have Juan Soto and Aaron Judge in the NL West and not on the Dodgers. Yes. It's going to be fun. What a great division. That's that's officially what I'm cheering for is Aaron Judge to the Giants. Just so they it's just so he wouldn't be on the Dodgers and in the same division? Well, I would appreciate the Yankees getting worse. I, I would enjoy that. Um I would also appreciate you having to deal with another good team in the division. <laughs> uh or at least a good player. Although I good will player. say I okay. Him going to the Giants would be fun. I would, as an Astros fan, be on board if the Yankees gave him like a ten-year deal, because that's not going to go well. I don't. I don't believe signing Aaron Judge is going to work out for you after like year two. I think you're getting a couple of great years at forty to fifty million a year. Yeah, and then after that, I think it's going to be like, oh, this is not a good contract. It's going. I think it's going to be similar to the Pujols one when he was in Anaheim, right? Where it's like, all right, he he's on the other side of thirty, and you're going to get some good years out of him, even though the Angels technically didn't get any. I don't think. Um, every single year that Pujols was with the Cardinals, his OPS was better than every single year he was with yeah, the Yeah, I was about to say, was he better with the Dodgers? Yeah. <laughs> and he so, barely played then. Yeah, so they didn't even get a good year out of him. But I, I think it'd be bad. So I wouldn't be upset if the uh, Yankees signed him to a massive deal. Also, because the Astros can handle Aaron Judge. They've dominated him. Like, he did have a couple walk-off hits against the Astros. But other than that, they dominated. He had like one hit in the ALCS. The guy's a bum. Give him $50 million to lose in the playoffs. Oh, Next question. Standing in your corner. Next question. Meanwhile, the Yankees requested medical information on Jacob DeGrom, according to CBS Sports. Uh, what was not clear in the story? Do you ask the Mets for that, or do you ask DeGrom for that? I think you asked DeGrom for that, his agent. And if I'm his agent, aren't I like, ooh, not showing you the bad stuff? But if you're the Mets, he's showing them the bad stuff if you want to re-sign him. Yes. I'm I'm sending the Yankees uh, yeah. every bad yeah. medical x-ray or CAT scan he's gotten. Yeah. I mean, look at this elbow. This thing's going to blow in yeah. a week. We'd sign him back. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Um, I also don't... I feel like I've never heard this specific report before. A team requested medical information on a player. Well, if there's so, one player to request it, it's him. So I don't know if this is like, oh, the Yankees. This is... Nobody requests medical information unless they're going to sign him. Or if this is just, oh... Every team has requested medical right. information on DeGrom because there's a well, 1% chance yeah. they sign him. Exactly. I don't know how serious yeah. it is. I would guess it's preliminary, but again, I feel like this is a type of report I've never heard before, so I don't know how real it is. I can't, are you proud of yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're proud of yourself? Yeah, Fox backs me. Wow. Well, and to be honest, to be honest. No, no, that's enough. That's enough. Next question, please. Texas Tech beat Louisville in the Maui Invitational 70 to 38. Louisville is just awful. They are now 0-5. They had those three one-point losses to start the season, which is funny. Uh, but now they've lost two blowouts in Maui because they also lost to Arkansas 80-54. to um, The absolutely incredible stat is that Louisville in this game made 11 field goals and had 18 turnovers. I know some things have gone on with that program, but talk about a precipitous drop. <laughs> that, they are, that they are this bad, that fast? Yeah, that's... 
It's unbelievably bad. How bad they are. Right. Like, that's that's what, I don't know, four years ago, a UNLV team would have done. In, I don't, this UNLV team doesn't get beat that badly by a no. great Texas Tech or Arkansas no. team. No, because they defend well enough yeah. to where they probably lose by 15. Yeah. Like, that's, that's unbelievably bad for Louisville. And, again, that's a program that should be good. A couple of years ago was an NCAA tournament program every year. Yeah, right? as long as you keep them out of Italian restaurants, they're <laughs> they're great. Oh, was that the walk-off? Step back one-legged. What kind of shot is that? Have you ever shot that shot? Do you work on that shot? Wait. Arizona fired their offensive line coach, Sean Kugler. Um, oh, my God. According to ESPN, he allegedly groped a woman in Mexico City. Jesus well, you go Christ. On, you go on vacation. Uh, to read from ESPN's story, uh, Mexico authorities were notified of the incident, which happened Sunday night, and then informed the Cardinals who terminated Kugler and sent him back to Arizona on a flight Monday morning. Uh, again, this was a Monday night game, so he got sent home. Shouldn't this dude have been watching tape? The um, They're 4-7. and seven. I was going to say... I feel like he's lucky that he was allowed to fly home. Well, they put him on a plane without the team, right? Oh, yeah. No, Card- he's talking about an extradition. I'm talking about, like, <laughs> right. you Mexican committed a crime. Right. Right. Committed, yeah, exactly. Like, again, I he groped a woman, so it's not like he murdered somebody. Ugh. But, like, he groped a woman. I don't know exactly what Mexico does when you grope a woman. But I'm I feel on like, it. I feel like... <laughs> it's Russia. You're in 20 years. Right. I feel like he was lucky that he was allowed... That they told the team and he was allowed to fly home yeah. and it wasn't a bigger ordeal for him, right? I mean, say Russia and Brittany Griner, like, yeah. it's a good example of, like, what could happen when you're not in your home country and you do something where the authorities have to alert your team about it. So I feel like he was lucky in that regard to come home. Um, this was an incredible line in the ESPN story. Kugler is the second Cardinals assistant coach to be accused of assaulting a woman. Jesus. Uh, they had a running backs coach back in May who turned himself into police uh, after assaulting a woman in Indianapolis. Uh, he so, got fortunate, too. He's, uh, he got a year in jail, but they suspended it. So things are going well for the Cardinals yeah. this year. Uh, phenomenal season on and off the field. Press box transition. Manchester United terminated Ronaldo's contract. He's gotten suspended by his manager twice this year. He Ronaldo then came out, talked to Piers Morgan like it was that 10 days ago and said he doesn't respect the manager. They finally terminated his contract. And here's what I'm hoping for. Ronaldo to major league soccer. Messi's supposedly coming next year. We could have Ronaldo and Messi in major league soccer at the same time. And both in the Las Vegas team. What's what's that? Which would you team? rather, which would you rather have? Oh, Messi. hundred percent. You'd rather have Messi. Over guys Ronaldo. better than Ronaldo right now. Is Ronaldo allowed in this state? I was about to say, Ooh. I think he may not be allowed within Ooh. so many feet. Maybe maybe if he's on the San Diego team, he couldn't come and play. Yeah. Uh, so definitely Messi. He's he's better right now, too. Like, Ronaldo can't even get on the field for Manchester United. He, got, he just got cut. Soccer players don't get cut. He just got cut. All right, coming up next, hopefully we talk to Ken Volke live from Qatar. Argentina's captain at the World Cup. Whistle, Messi with the strike, and an easy goal. Argentina's up. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. 
I believe this is going to be the uh, second farthest away from Las Vegas guest that we've ever had on the show. We once had somebody from Australia. We have had somebody from Italy. Uh, Ken Bulky is live from Qatar. Hello, Ken. Hey, Ken. How am I second? I swear Qatar is farther away than Australia. Is it? How long I'm on was, it. How long Look was your... Up. Seven 7,000 miles. I'm on okay. it. Okay, Jared will probably do bad math to somehow look this up. What kind of okay. plane flight was that? I'm, I'm very interested. What kind of? How did you get there? It, it wasn't that bad. I flew from Vegas to JFK on Delta, which was your classic flight. And then we took Qatar Airways over, and like they had TV right in front of us, plenty of leg room. They're serving, I think they served three meals, a couple of snacks you could drink on the plane if that's up your if that's up your alley yeah it's fantastic wow. all, right. all right where where are you right now i am currently at the mall of qatar outside of ahmad bin ali stadium is this like mall of america what does the mall of qatar look like Ooh, i would say it's more like uh it's not that nice like i'm trying to think what kind of mall in, in vegas would it be similar to? we don't have malls fashion show malls. don't we still have the meadows yeah, I would, I would call it fashion show. No, it's not the Meadows. Oh, yeah, fashion It's not show. the Meadows. It's closer to fashion <laughs> show, yeah. Hello. Abby is there. Uh, uh, nice to have Abby as well, too. Uh, Jared, you've got an update for us? The distance between Las Vegas to Qatar is 8,088 miles. The distance between Las Vegas to Australia is 8,353 wow, miles. Look very close, very close. Ken wins by like 500 miles to Qatar. Let's go. I, I just That's, assumed no. you know, he lost. Oh, he by, lost, he lost by 500 by 48, miles? 48 or 340. Oh, oh okay. You lost, okay, Ken. Well, Sorry. Well, then, wait. Well, hang on. I'm checking in from uh, Abu Dhabi next week. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it. You'll get those miles. All right. Uh, Jared did have an important question. He wants to know, has there been any beer consumed? Uh, not by me. I don't. I don't consume beer. But yes, my wife was drinking beer, a beer inside of Ahmad bin Ali Stadium Whoa. last game we went to at the U.S. game. Right. Now it's important to note that you have to buy hospitality seats. We bought the fancy pants seats because we wanted to see, you know, get good seats. And then, uh, yeah, liquors included for the three hours before the game and an hour after. But like right now at this mall you're at, you could not buy a beer somewhere, right? That is correct. There is not a beer in sight at this moment. Uh, what is what is the best food you've eaten? Uh, or maybe I should ask, what's the worst food you eat, you've eaten? Oh, no. Everything's been pretty good. I've been mostly eating Indian food. I had biryani for dinner yesterday. Uh, we had some more. We had, I don't know what it was. It was some sort of pocket that had like a... <laughs> potato mash inside of it it was fantastic Rody. that was at the top of a no 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 no. we had some roti of course and some garlic naan uh do you know what zatar is no i do not know what that so is zatar is a mix of spices that has like a sesame and a couple of other cardamom i think in there it is fantastic they put it on everything it's amazing right. we're actually going today to uh to get fatir we're pumped about Fatir. It's like a it's like a boat of a pastry, and then it has just filled with cheese in the middle. It looks fantastic. I'm glad words you've used to describe food have been pocket and boat. Yes. What is I'm interested just looking around. What tell us what the atmosphere is. What what is it like there, and, and is it different than what you had imagined? Right now, it literally feels like you're in the fashion show mall. Like, there are people from all sorts of different <laughs> countries. Now, I guess there's not as many people in soccer jerseys in the fashion show mall as, as there are here. 
in, in my vision right now, there's a guy with a Brazil jersey, a guy with a Tunisia jersey, a guy with a Denmark jersey, Canada, and uh, that's it. Oh, no, there's a Moroccan one right back there. <laughs> <laughs> so you are, you're going to the Canada game today, right? Correct, yes. Uh, how many games are you going to in total while you're there? I will be going to 12, assuming I pick up the tickets on the secondary market to Poland, Argentina. I'm struggling to get tickets to that, but uh, the plan is 12. I currently have tickets to 11, but I'm going to go to the 12. I, I know you bought a package that included the U.S. games, but how much on the secondary market are tickets to an Argentina game? So right now we're trying, you know, they're like somewhere between three and 400 at the moment, but they've been kind of waffling coming down. So I'm hoping I get it for a little bit less. And I want decent seats. I want to see Messi's face. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like watching a lot of these games, there's obviously the, the main sections of the country's team or supporters, but there's a lot of fairly empty sections yeah. at these games. Yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's definitely seats available. That one's not going to be as much. If you watched Saudi Argentina yesterday, I guess it was yesterday morning for you, uh, it was it was pretty well jammed up. The, the U.S. game was pretty full, except for up in the top corners. But, yeah, like we went to Tunisia and Denmark yesterday, and that was not all that full. The France game, Australia, wasn't that full. So, yeah, there's been some seats. There'll be seats at this one. How far are you – how long are you staying? Uh, we're here until December 3rd, and then we're hopping over to Dubai until the 6th. It's a great trip. Yeah. yeah. Jer Jared, is, Jared, is, Jared is jealous. Jared is uh, extremely jealous. So. <laughs> like, this, this country is ridiculous. There is not a single piece of garbage anywhere. The entire place looks like it was built last week. It was, it's wasn't it? Wasn't I think it, it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's unreal. Like, every stadium, every mall, every, like... It's crazy. Every single bathroom I've been in in the entire country has an attendant. Oh, wait. Are you tipping the bathroom attendants in Qatar? No, they don't really do tipping. It's great. Ah, that's, that's right. a good point. Um, I yeah. know you're staying at a hotel. Have you seen the weird container things that people are staying at? So we walked by one today that didn't actually get finished. Oh, Ooh. So it's so it's just nothing, and it was it's on like this little fake man-made beach there, which it would have been it would have it looked pretty bad. I've seen I've seen a few of like the pictures. I haven't actually seen one in person, but I did talk to somebody who had who was staying in one, and they're like, yeah, it's a it's a shipping container with a bed. <laughs> how how closely are you following the knights? Do you care at this point? Absolutely not. <laughs> did they win? <laughs> Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Down four oh, two okay. in the down four two in the third came all the way back five four. Oh, that's good. Okay, that sounds like fun. I did read something about like a photographer lens or something. Oh, it was great. Happened. It was great. Yeah, yeah. The puck hit a photographer lens. The refs didn't stop play. Mark Stone scored like ten seconds later. Then they had oh. to go review it and take the goal away because the photographer lens was on the ice. Right. This country has problems. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um. How how close? Is everything like how close is your hotel and how close are all the stadiums? So it was about 45 minutes on two trains to get up here. So we took one train out, you switch over to another one, and then we came out here. Public transport's free. I heard him yelling that in the back. Everything's free for that. And then the furthest one is uh, pretty far up north with the next American game is up there. The one that looks like a tent, uh, it's way up north. It's about it's about an hour train up there and then an, about a bus for another half hour. Oh. 
Uh, the one we the one we went through last night is about an hour down and then a fifteen minute bus, so that one's like down south. But all the rest of them are within about thirty to forty five minutes. Is it hot? No. Okay. Those, no, I'm, I'm. I mean, in the stadium, it's cold. Actually, the air conditioning is amazing. <laughs> it's, they played it in November and December to avoid the heat, and now it's too cold in the stadium. Well, that's the thing is that the the stadiums were never going to be the problem. The air conditioning works. If it was 110 outside, it'd be perfectly fine to play in these stadiums. The problem is when you get off the train, they are aware that it's gonna. There's a million people coming, so they 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 set up barricades. So you're walking, you know through the queue back and forth and back and forth like every single stadium from the train to the stadium it's probably a quarter of a mile to walk but for for right now you have to walk about a mile and a half through all the queues yeah that's fun um all right uh best uh what's that what's been the best fan base you've seen there tunisia not even close they are amazing oh, would not have guessed like that they, so when the other team doesn't have the so when, when, when Tunisia does not have the ball, so they were playing Denmark, any time Denmark had the ball, they whistle as loud as they possibly can. <laughs> and it is and it is deafening. Like, Abby had to cover her ears for half the game because Tunisia didn't have the ball. I was going to say, that's a, is, that's a lot of whistling. It's, it's to the point that if I was on Denmark, I'm like, just give them the ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, before we let you go, is the United States getting out of the group? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to smash England tomorrow. Yeah, we are. <laughs> and yeah, like honestly, though, I think it's a close game against England. I don't know if we win or lose, but I think we'll do better against Iran than Wales will, and we'll get out. That's that's what I'm hoping for. 6-1 against Iran to get out of the group. Yeah, All right. Right, right. He's Ken Bulky, live from Qatar, officially our second longest ever caller or guest, whatever you want to call oh. him. Uh, Ken, in, enjoy your Have vacation. Have fun, Ken. Assalamu alaikum. All right, so there is Ken Bulky live from Qatar. Sounds like he's having a hell of a time. Who wouldn't be? Look at that. Sounds great. Here, here was the question. He's in a hotel then. Yeah, yeah, he's in a hotel. He sent me uh, a picture from the top of his hotel because he's right, right outside his hotel is a giant banner. There's like giant banners of players, and right outside is one of Arsenal's players who plays for Switzerland. He's like, yeah, he watches me when we shower, so... <laughs> A little concerning. <laughs> All right, coming up next, Jason Fitz joins the show. Aaron Rodgers is unimpressed with him, but we aren't. It's time for our weekly visit with ESPN's Jason Fitz. Oh, uh, we do not have Jason. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, Jason. Don't call us. Uh, I did want to say you can win rent for a year from ESPN Las Vegas and Aaron Taylor, the real estate guy. 15,000 bucks could be yours. You could use that for rent for a year. You need to go to lvsportsnetwork.com today to enter for your chance to win $15,000 from ESPN Las Vegas and Aaron Taylor, the real estate guy. You must be 18 years or older and complete rules are available at lvsportsnetwork.com. So no Jason Fitz at the moment. Uh, By the way, Jared, Ken texted me saying he wants a VAR check on your distances and says, Australia is big. Where was this person from? It was Steven, by the way, who was from Australia. I don't know. I assume he lives in Sydney, but I don't actually know where he, he's from. Um, I just assume because he's a I'm on it. Sydney fan. But Ken wants you to double-check your distances. I picked a city, okay? I picked a city in Australia. There's only like four of them. 
Granted, one's on the opposite coast, which would yeah, be a lot Yeah, no, they're only away. on the coast. Yeah, yeah. There's apparently nothing in the middle of that country. Um, Fun yeah. fact about Australia. During World War II, if Japan invaded from the north, the entire plan was just abandon the middle and everyone go to the very south <laughs> because they were like, you understand there's poisonous bears. We'll give you the middle. You can <laughs> yeah, take you. that over. All you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... Let's go to a little bit of Golden Knights here because I I have um I have a theory I've got a lot of great hockey theories in case you, starting with the sport the goal the, the sports sport dumb, dumb as goalies, it is goalies are meat bags they don't matter right they got a plenty of them um but now the new theory at the moment is coaches don't matter because here's your here's your current setup in the NHL the Boston Bruins are seventeen two and zero. Uh, best record in the NHL. By the way, 17 wins in 19 games is ridiculous. Like that's absurd in like basketball where the best team wins all the time. That's absurd in football. This is hockey. Like the best team doesn't even win that often in this sport. And they're 17, two and out. That's ridiculous. But Boston's the best team in the league. Uh, Dallas is leading the central. Now, technically they've played by points per game. They're not, but they're leading the central. And Vegas is leading the Pacific Division. Vegas has Boston's old coach. Dallas has Vegas's old coach. And Boston has an old Dallas coach who technically was an assistant the last couple of years in St. Louis. So teams can just change coaches and, hey, look at that. We're the best in the league. Coaches don't matter. Uh, I'm not going to argue with you there because, uh, no. Wait a minute. Wait. Hold on. Hold have... on. Hold on. Hold we don't. On, hold I on. don't know. I don't know if it's Jason or oh, not. Oh no. So we're gonna we're gonna bring him on. Oh no. Is this Fernando? Good morning, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. It's Fernando. It's Fernando. Yeah. It's Fernando. yeah. Hey guys. Hey guys. Yeah. Oh, Jared just cut Jared him off just completely. Cut him off. Oh man. We were gonna ask Fernando what his favorite. No, Thanksgiving I'm good. Oh. I'm not in the mood. I don't take callers. Jared's not in the mood. Well, how'd you let him get on in the first place? Because he called the backup number. All right. How does he have the backup number? That's the question. I don't know. So do hockey coaches do anything that you view as important beyond schematically? Beyond, you know, like Bruce Cassidy comes like in motivation? with his own defense. Anything. Anything that matters that if he wasn't in the room, they would still get and still be able to go out and play and be 17-2 and two or be the Knights and be really good. So, all right. Obviously, coaches matter to some extent, but I will say uh, two pieces of evidence that I think point to coaches not mattering. Number one is the average uh, tenure of an NHL coach is shorter than all four. Like three years. Yeah, I think it's two and a half. Okay. Uh, they re- they go through these coaches in a hurry because they don't matter. And the other point uh, that I just completely blanked on, uh, oh, that there's only like 36 NHL coaches. That they just hire people that got yes. fired from Tortorella, jobs. Pete DeBoer, Gerard right. Gallant, people that just get dismissed, right. go to the next job. There's like four guys that don't have a job until December when somebody right. gets fired, and then one of those four guys gets hired, yeah. and then that other it's guy the goes Bill to Fitch the Bill Fitch theory in the NBA. Right. So it, coaches getting a chance, it happens, obviously, but there's always a recycling of coaches in the NHL because I think they look at it and say, oh, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Yeah, just hire Pete DeBoer, hire Gerard Gallant. It doesn't matter. We're just gonna we're gonna go win. We're gonna play with whatever system and, and we're gonna be fine and we're gonna win the we're gonna win the uh Stanley Cup because uh, we had some stupid own goal in a game seven and that's why we're winning. It's great. Yeah. So coaches don't matter. 
So goalies don't matter. Coaches don't matter. I got to figure out. And the sport is dumb. I got to figure out who does matter. We're going to eventually, we're going to break it down until we have one player that matters on every team. Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid matters. No, he doesn't matter. They suck. Their best season ever last year was getting out of the first round. That's not on him, though. Hey, he's, but he's not important. Oh, without him, they'd be even well, worse. We, not that that matters. Are we sure? Shots oh, don't yeah. matter because the team that shoots more oftentimes loses. It's actually, shots do matter. Shots do matter. I've watched so many hockey but, games Corsi, where it's like one team has 23 shots. They're down by four. Corsi is the second best stat we have to predict winners. Oh, it makes sense as a stat. Yeah, Don't yeah. get me wrong. But I've watched enough Golden Knights You've games. You've watched where, Golden Knights where, where they're, they're like, outshot they by 15. They have 45 yeah. shots on goal. They're, they're losing, losing to a team nothing. that has four. It's a great sport. Everything about it's great. And here, here's the thing about it. It genuinely does make hockey a terrific sport to watch. Because, like, take basketball, for example. I love basketball. But in the NBA playoffs, how many times is there a real upset in a series? Not often. Right. You, you almost always get the top, the top teams, seeds right? advancing. Now, maybe there is a two seed that's better than a one seed because they didn't play well for a month due to injuries in the regular season, right? But generally speaking, the favorites win all the time in basketball. In hockey, Not it's so chaos. in hockey. It's absolute chaos, right. right? Like, it's ridiculous how great the sport is. It's, it's the NCAA tournament. But in seven-game series, right? Because in one game, you anybody can upset somebody in basically every sport. But in a seven-game series in basketball, there's very rarely an actual right. upset. But in hockey, you get a seven-game series of NCAA tournament games where it's like, oh, yeah, we dominated them. but um, Yeah, one-game eliminations in seven games. Right, but our goalie was great, and uh, he scored with his shin, and we won the game one nothing. It's what happened to the Knights the last few in the last time they got to the playoffs. Got a hot goalie, and they had no chance. Yeah, I, uh, score. I thoroughly enjoyed William Carrier scoring the other night uh, because Jack Eichel just shot it off his leg into the net. Yeah. Just Jack Eichel, just I'm just going to pass to William Carrier's leg, and it'll go in the net. Just, hey, stand by it, and it'll go. It's great. On air planning, do we want Jason? We could go to break down and get Jason Fitz back. Um, yeah, yeah let's do yeah, that. Let's do that. That okay. sounds fun. Jason Fitz coming up next. Everybody has to have an alter ego, right? And, and I've been thinking about what my alter ego would be, and I, I, I think I have an alter ego. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff. His name, his name's Mr. 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 Unlimited. Yeah, you gotta be unlimited. You, know, you gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. On ESPN Las Vegas. Joining us now is Jason Fitz. Good morning, Jason. How are you? Do we have Jason Fitz? Doesn't sound I'm like here. I'm oh, here. there he I'm is. Here. There he is. I hear you. I got you loud and clear, Jason. How Look are you, Jason? Happy, I'm great. Happy Thanksgiving. I uh, I can't wait to to uh, to eat too much food and uh, and sit back and watch football all day. I'm not sure how that's that much different than Sundays, but sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> all right, hold on, hold on. Important question. One of my favorite parts of Thanksgiving is that other people cook for me, and I don't have to do any of it. Uh, do you cook on Thanksgiving? Oh, I'm way too much of a control freak. I'd rather cook everything. Oh, like that, that's I, plus, I like to cook, so I'm that guy. So, yeah, no, I'd rather be the one in charge of all of the cooking for sure. Really good for you. Yeah. All right. So, what do you, what are you making on Thursday then? I mean, here's the thing though: like turkey's wildly overrated. Thank you. Um, yeah. Yes. So 
Yeah, usually what I, in the past years, I, if I'm going to make something fancy that's meat-oriented, I like to do a prime rib um, with a, like a pepper rub on it. Uh, but I think tomorrow I'm just going to grill chicken and uh, rely on sides. So the mashed potatoes, no. I got a friend that just put out a cookbook that makes a, that one of the recipes in it was a s'mores, um, like sweet potato sort of dip that you can make for dessert. So it, inspired by s'mores and, and sweet potato casserole combines it all into one. I'm going to try that tomorrow for the first time. So excited about that. Wait, wait, you know, what, do you, what do you dip? A graham cracker? Kips? Yeah, you're dipping the graham Kips? cracker, right? Yeah. So oh, you're you're doing like a, a a sweet potato whip, and then you're putting chocolate in the bottom of a pan, then sweet potatoes, then you roast the marshmallows on top of it, then you take a graham cracker and you hoss up on it. Woo! Whoa. <laughs> okay, hold on. Another question: How many people are you cooking for? Uh, I mean, me. Like you know, that's all it takes. <laughs> right? <laughs> the nice thing is that ESPN does a really awesome thing of making sure that for the people that work on on Thanksgiving, and there's so many that do. Uh, the nice thing is that they do a huge free Thanksgiving meal in the cafe on campus. So they do a nice job of taking care of people. I will remind everybody that, you know, every year we have these big conversations about stores opening for shopping and all of the things that are open. Just reminding everybody that when you watch the Macy's Day Parade, there's a bunch of people behind the scenes that are going to be at work all day to make sure that, like, if you watch First Take on on Thanksgiving, which, of course, you should at ESPN. You know, it's not just Stephen A. and $12 million a year that's working. It's also every single person behind the scenes that's there grinding all day. So it's, it's, a, it's a big work day at ESPN. Are you somehow thankful that you are not a Broncos fan? Oh, God, yeah. See, because the Broncos, like, they're, there's plenty to work on here. There's no doubt about that. But the Broncos <laughs> are financially obligated to a quarterback that, that cost them the game. Like, the biggest part of the end of that game that I still can't wrap my head around is you're Russell Wilson that's been in the league a long time. You've won a Super Bowl. You're running around. They have no timeouts left. The, the Raiders have no timeouts. All you have to do is fall down and take a sack at the end and let the play just the clock keep running. Instead, he throws the ball away at absolutely nothing, saving the Raiders 35 seconds, which made a huge difference in the end of this football game. That was the that was the most amazing part. He didn't even he he wouldn't even slide to get to get rid of it. I mean, just slide yeah. and just slide. I mean, is that him is that the call? What is that? He should be smarter than that, even if it is the call to throw. Right. If he's a young quarterback, then I'm questioning the coach because the coach has got to be in their ears in that quick moment and saying, "Hey, remember, you know, anything but an incompletion or a turnover. Like, keep the clock running." I, I understand you have to tell a young guy that. That no, you you call the play where you wanted him to roll out and have the ball in his hands, and then he's either got to make a very safe play or he's just got to get down and let the clock go. Like I, I would, I would even excuse that from Zach Wilson and say, hey, second year in the league, he's still learning. I'm not excusing that from Russell Wilson. Like That's just a sign that the guy's out there trying too hard to do too many things. Now, does this give you hope like last year with the ugly win at Cleveland and then they started reeling off some wins, or is this just a one-off? I think the only reason that there's hope, and, you know, I'll go back to I was talking to Rob Domofsky for ESPN that covers the Packers, uh, and after their five-game skid came to an end, I asked him you know, how it felt, and he said he'd never been around a locker room that was more quiet and tighter than that locker room during that losing streak. Now, it turns out the Packers aren't very good. That Nothing changed that. The one thing I do think, though, with, with the Raiders particularly, is that you watch the joy. I think there's just a, a moment of, like, what bad happens, bad stacks on bad. I'll be interested to see because I think they can get a little momentum. It's still a talented football team. You know, that's the crazy thing, not on the defensive side of the ball, but on the offensive side of the ball, it's a talented football team that should at least be able to win games, and they've been in a bunch of games this year. So 
I think it gives you a little bit of momentum going forward for sure. Do you think it's fair to say Derek Carr is playing for his job with the Raiders the rest of the season? I think so. I, I don't think I don't think that's the right solution, but I think that's the real solution, if that makes sense. Like everybody gets dug into this Derek Carr argument, every Raiders fan, and it's just it's stupid. Like you got a much better chance of drafting Demarcus Russell than you do of drafting uh, Patrick Mahomes. Like look at the last few years and. You know, Zach Wilson is not even two years into this thing. He was the number two overall pick, and we spent two days on ESPN dissecting why he should never start. And again, Mike Tannenbaum said he should be on scout teams. He played so poorly. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky is essentially out of the league, and he was the second overall pick. Trey Lance hasn't gotten on the field with any sort of uh, actual reality. Like, go back and look at the numbers. Qu- quarterbacks drafted in the first round typically aren't successful. So what do I think the Raiders fan base wants? What do I think is real? I think the Raiders fan base wants a tank. And then you go in and you say, let's go get a quarterback. But it's not going to change the fact that right now there's one starter worth a damn on the defensive side of the ball. Maybe one and a half if you count Hobbs when he's healthy. But Max Crosby is the only guy on the defensive side of the ball that would start for any playoff caliber team. And so you got to ask yourself, okay, great. You get a rookie quarterback, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, somebody like that. You put them in, they're going to have a huge advantage throwing to these weapons. But it's still going to be a bad football team. It's still going to take two years to accumulate the talent to fix the number of holes there are in this team. See, hold on. This is my my thought this week. Uh, Max Crosby needs to demand a trade in the offseason. <laughs> you don't want me to have anything nice? What do we do with it? Not, not because on, of like... you. Because, listen, we've, like you said, Derek Carr conversations have been going on for years. And people are like, ah, you got to get him better receivers or better whatever. All this stuff about Derek Carr needs a better situation. Forget about that. Like you just said. Max Crosby doesn't have another competent player on his defense, and he's still incredible. Imagine if there was just one other defensive lineman that the other team had to worry about. Yeah, I, I, I can't. That's what Chandler Jones was supposed to be. And like Chandler Jones <laughs> should be sending flowers to somebody for the rest of his life because he's given free money this year. I mean, it's just it's it's uh, an, an abject failure, right? Like you can't tell me that Chandler Jones has done anything better than Yannick Ngakwe would have done. And we haven't seen enough from the secondary to, to understand if, you know, Rocky scene is going to make a big difference or not, right? Like, so it's, it's kind of wild that that was supposed to be the thing that was fixed. And, uh, and, and look, if the Raiders draft board, if they do their whole draft board, and let's say they're picking fourth or fifth or sixth in the draft, if they do their draft board and it's best player available and that best player happens to be a quarterback, cool, take a quarterback. But if the best player available happens to be an offensive lineman or a defensive tackle or a rusher or a corner or a linebacker or anybody not named Max Crosby for the defensive side of the ball, take that. Like, make your football team better with every single draft pick and then let the positions worry out. That's what San Francisco did. And I'm not saying they've ever figured out the quarterback conversation, but at least they've been a competent team. That's what Washington was trying to do, and they've still not figured out the quarterback situation. But at least they're mostly a competent roster. Like, I think if you're going to admit, and I, the Raiders are admitting it now, that they've got a ton of roster holes, then, the, you know, yes, Derek Carr's playing for his job. But I would tell Raiders fans, I think that I honestly think the best solution is to, if you keep holding on to Derek Carr while you build the rest of his roster and then get yourself the rookie quarterback, put the rookie quarterback in a situation to succeed, not in a situation where they stink, the team stinks, the, team, the coach gets fired, everything gets rebuilt. Be honest now, when he got the sack, did you have any idea who Tyler Hall was? No, God, no. No. <laughs> no I mean, and that, like, uh, the wild, like, that's the tanking element. This, I don't think you could ever tell a professional football player to go out there and not work their hardest. I don't believe that you can do that. 
I do believe that you can look at rosters and be like, ah, we'll just let you, you know, let's just sit around and get healthy for a minute. So unless you're a guy that's out there playing for bonuses, I think the Raiders have made it pretty clear they're looking at the rest. Anybody that can come in and make a contribution, they're going to do. And if they win a football game, great. And if they don't, great. Like, that's kind of how it feels from a front office standpoint, not from the guys that are on the field. All right. He's Jason Fitz from ESPN. Jason, we appreciate it. Enjoy uh, your Thanksgiving and cooking for yourself. Enjoy that s'mores, buddy. Yeah, just remember, anything uh, pie can do, cake can do better. Pie is still trash. Don't, don't eat pie, <laughs> eat everything else. Thanks, boys. Thanks. There's Jason Fitz from ESPN. Here's the thing I do not understand. Jason apparently is this type of person. Jared, I believe, is this type of person. I hate cooking. Like, genuinely one of my least favorite things in the world. I don't understand people that like to well, cook. Well, I don't know how you cook, but I tasted Jared's food, and he just needs to keep cooking because it's delicious. Right, but I, I hate, like, I hate the process of cooking anything, and I do not understand people who enjoy, like, they're like, oh, I love cooking. I don't get it. Well, okay, so there is an element to it of also, like, evolutionary biology where I'm like, okay, well, I'm not the tallest, I'm not the handsomest, but what skills do I have that will possibly attract a mate? I can cook. You can cook. Do you guys like banana pudding? Uh, I don't like bananas. No, no you don't My like bananas. My fiance's okay. dad okay. loves it. Okay. His favorite dessert. Because that's one of our desserts, but it's homemade. It has the real bananas, it has the... It has the Cool Whip. It has the layers to it. It's not just it's not just putting you know Jello mix in there. It has all the layers to it. Yeah, banana not, pudding. Not banana pudding. I would be perfectly content if my Thanksgiving dessert was those little apple pies from McDonald's. I love those things. They are so good. And <laughs> <laughs> we. The last time I had one, I believe, was with Mike Gramala and you. They're so good. I, I love those little apple pies. I'm not excited for apple pie. That's all I want to eat on Thanksgiving now. Ham and apple pie. We're good. All right. I don't get the ham. The ham? Oh, okay. Then you haven't But had I haven't had Jared's ham. Yeah, you haven't. So I you, haven't had Jared's ham. You douse it in Dr. Pepper. Is it Pepper the same as honey bake? Well, no. It's homemade. Okay. But you, you douse you, it in do Dr. Wait, Pepper Ed, and do you ginger, like honey baked ham? ginger no. snaps. You don't like honey baked ham? I don't like ham. Oh. Well, <laughs> I will say there will be a bit of a downfall for you. It will be very hammy. But your crispy one sounded better than others with the Dr. Pepper. Yeah, that, sounded, just, that sounded good. It is delicious, but you don't like ham. <laughs>